The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball NBA DFS Today podcast. Today is Monday, December 23rd, and we are one day from Christmas Eve, two days from Christmas. So happy holidays, have Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, everybody out there. Um, we are going to go through an 11-game slate today. Uh, it's a full, great slate tonight with a lot of uh, terrific games to play. Um, <clears throat> and uh, then Christmas Eve. Uh, everything is dark in the NBA, so uh, you know we're we're hopefully going to get you some extra Christmas money uh, tonight, and then let you enjoy Christmas Eve with your families, and then uh, probably the biggest day in the industry is the five-game slate on Christmas Day, uh, which there are several million-dollar contests out there, so. We will be uh, covering that for you as well uh, uh, late Christmas Eve or early Christmas morning. So uh, you all can tune into that podcast. Uh, I don't believe I even introduced myself. I think most of you know me by now. The, the voice is becoming recognizable. Uh, I am Coach uh, Joe Sarvati, actually affectionately known as Coach. I always have to start the show that way. And... Uh, I'm going to jump through these 11 games today solo and try to get through this uh, a slight bit quicker than normal. Not that I, we did, I didn't do all the research. Uh, I just want to let everybody get amongst, uh, uh, you know, along with their days. I know everybody's got a million things going right before Christmas. But uh, the biggest news in this crazy 11-game slate is just all the injury news. So I, I waited as long as I possibly could. It's actually 12.30 my time here in Dallas. So it's 1.30. This is the latest we've ever recorded a show. But I was trying to get news so that the show would be worthwhile. And that's the other reason I'm not going to dive as deep as I do into each game. Because we literally have 15 guys <laughs> right now that are questionable if that's not even a probable doubtful guys we're talking 15 questionable guys so if there was ever uh the case for watching the news and listening to all of the uh player information uh, up until lock this is the day so uh you know it is it's a seven uh seven o'clock eastern uh lock time so it's uh normal normal time and it's all 11 games so uh you know follow us on twitter follow all the information coming out uh i'm telling you that's going to be as as important as uh, going over these games today so uh quick shout out to our presenting sponsor hawaiian isles kona coffee company uh, i'm actually having uh breaking uh my two cup a day uh normalcy and i've actually just poured a third cup. So I'm going with the triple header today, uh, getting ready for this uh, 11 games uh, with you guys here uh, on this card. 
Okay, I think what we'll do today, which is a little different, is I think I'm just going to go through all of these injuries so you guys can either uh, take notes or re-listen to it or make a mental note because uh, it's not just like uh, fringe guys that are 50-50. Are it's, uh, you know, it, it's the big guys. So I have looked everywhere. I've looked on all the Twitter feeds, uh, the, the beat writers, uh, you know, the fantasy labs, the Roto worlds, all the, everybody that posts information on players. And here's what I've put together. So let's just go through that first. So we've got Carl Anthony Towns uh, is questionable and his list is a 50-50. Joel Embiid, another big name, 50-50, uh, questionable. Demonis Sabonis is probable. He's a 75% start. Uh, this uh, has Ricky Rubio at 65%, still listed as questionable, uh, but obviously a little bit more likely to play. Uh, Marcus Morris, who's been playing a big role with the Knicks, is doubtful. He's only 25%. And then uh, the next seven guys are all questionable 50-50 chance of playing. That's Blake Griffin with the Pistons, Bogdan Bogdanovich, the Sacramento Bogdanovich, Derek Rose, another big one, uh, Jonas Valachunas, a big name, Carmelo Anthony, uh, also questionable, Glenn Robinson III, who's been logging a ton of minutes, uh, questionable, and Taj Gibson, who's been starting at center for the Knicks. So I wasn't kidding when I said there was a lot. And there's some more additional ones that I've noted here. Uh, Evan Turner is doubtful for the Hawks. Uh, their backup point guard. Uh, Raul Neto is dinged a bit, but he is probable backup uh, point guard for Philly. Uh, and let's see. Isaiah Thomas is suspended for that bizarre, you know, calmly walking into the crowd uh, to ask the people why they said F you to him. And they said because they wanted a small frosty if he missed the two foul shots. One of the most odd stories in basketball. But he has suspended two games, today being the first of those games. Frank Kaminsky uh, and Dario Saric, the duo from Phoenix, are both probable we know DeAndre Eaton is still out. Uh, he had come back, twisted his ankle in the first game, and he's still out. Um, guys that are expected to play, probable, but only at the 75% mark, Wendell Carter Jr. and Zach Levine, big names. Uh, another added questionable 50-50 guy, Larry Nance Jr. with the Cavaliers. Um, and Luke Kennard with the Pistons. So they have Griffin, Rose, and Kennard all questionable. Clint Capella is probable, so he's 75% chance he'll play. And um, as we know, uh, as I mentioned, Kennard, Rose, and Griffin are all questionable for Detroit, which is definitely a big point. Uh, another guy that's questionable, Eric Paschal from the Golden State Warriors. Um, Davis Bertans is out for Washington. Um, Matisse Thibel out 
for uh, Philadelphia. And Justice Winslow out for Miami. Michael Carter for Orlando. Michael Carter Williams out. Moritz Wagner out. And that's it. I mean, that's like half the league, guys. So, I mean, it's, I figured I'd go at it at that approach because we literally have 15 questionable, 10 out, and about eight probable. So, let's go through the games, keeping all of that incredible confusion in mind and just try to uh, just discuss the games a bit here and then let you combine this information with um, all of the, the news that transpires. I'll tell you, you know, let's look at it from a, a glass half full scenario here. <clears throat> Being that we're more prepared and that, that we're going over this and we know the scenario, uh, there's going to be a lot of fish out there that may have this week off for, you know, the holidays and looking to play some NBA that aren't following this news so closely. And, you know, let's say nine of those 15 questionable guys don't play. And, you know, you get one of those guys in your lineup and you're in trouble. So there's going to be a lot of fish, I think, you know, swimming around in this pool. Obviously, on Christmas Day, everybody on earth thinks that uh, they can hit uh, NBA DFS. That's the one day that everybody plays uh, – that doesn't normally play. So that's a super profitable day. So maybe we've got a double header with all of this. Uh, this is the most, and, and I've been doing this for four years, at least since DFS NBA started. And I can't quite remember a day where I had 27 people listed on my questionable, probable, or out list. Uh, so that's pretty wild. So let's use that to our advantage. Let's make some money today. And then, uh, you know, we'll do a really good in-depth show for the five games on Christmas Day uh, as well. All right. First game. Let's dive in. 11 games. We got quite a ways to go. Again, we'll try to keep it a little more brief. I'll just give a little bit more of an overview um, <clears throat> of the lines and sort of what to expect, what games to avoid, what games to focus on and uh, and go from there. Philadelphia 76ers at Detroit Pistons. Right now, Sixers are a six-point favorite. The over-unders uh, low 215. Um, implied total for Philly 110, Detroit 105. So, uh, you know, I'm sure the odds makers have no clue. I'm surprised there's a line even on this game. Um, if you know, we know that we mentioned all those guys, uh, the trio from Detroit, and then Embiid also all questionable. So. Um, you got to follow the news. If, if the guys all sit, all three of them, then, you know, you pretty much want to go after a Drummond or go after a Bruce Brown or, uh, even go more value. Uh, you know, and you can even go for, uh, V the, the shooting guard for D Detroit or a, a Langston Galloway. I mean, somebody's going to have to put some points up. Uh, if all those guys sit. So certainly slate dependent, or I mean, injury news dependent. <clears throat> On the Philly side, um, you know, I think if Embiid does sit, generally that's a cue to play Horford. Um, he would probably, uh, you know, be a decent play on this card. He'll be guarding Drummond, though, so you got to be a little concerned. Uh, there is always a possibility of a little foul trouble there, but 
Uh, he will scoop most of those rebounds and uh, has put up value every time Embiid has sat this year. Um, Simmons playing good ball, um, and Tobias Harris also good options there. Okay, uh, game two, another 7 o'clock game, Toronto Raptors at the Indiana Pacers. Uh, Toronto with the most incredible game I may have ever seen in the NBA. Uh, being a Dallas Mavericks fan, it was about the most painful thing you could ever watch. But it was this is true. If you didn't catch it, it was 81-51 Toronto in the third quarter by 30. I'm sorry, Dallas was up 81-51 in the third and lost. So somehow, some way, Toronto fought back and they gave everything they had. Then they had to hop on a plane and head to Indiana. So they had that insane comeback. Um, you know, tough, tough call here. Uh, the one thing I will say, though, is Toronto made that comeback with super odd guys on the floor. It wasn't their normal normal guys, except for Lowry. They had a, they put in four uh, like athletic guys and pressed full court like you would in a college or high school game. It was Davis and Boucher and Hollis Jefferson. Uh, so guys and Miller. So it was it was guys that normally aren't in there. So it, even though it looks like Toronto would be exhausted here, the Van Vliet's and Abacas should be very fresh. Um, Indiana um, is dinged up. We know Sabonis, Sabonis is is questionable, uh, and so we got to keep the news there. Um, certainly, you know, their other guys are in play as well. But uh, Indiana is a seven-point favorite, which is quite a few for Toronto. They played great ball. Uh, the over/under in this game is the the lowest on the entire slate at 211. So uh, you know, not much of a, a scoring game according to Vegas. 109 for Indiana, 102 Toronto. Uh, so a, a game of of good defensive units and a game where you've you've got injury and some some folks that played big minutes yesterday. Um, the only two teams coming off uh, back to back on the second night of a back to back are um, Toronto and Indiana, ding and ding. So these are the only two teams that played yesterday that are playing today. And obviously everybody's off tomorrow for Christmas Eve, so nobody's on the front end. So that's the one good thing is there's not going to be anybody in these teams. They're going to be resting for tomorrow and, you know, only uh, ten, five games on Christmas. So the majority of these teams are getting uh, two, three days uh, minimum off. So you may see increased minutes for a lot of the starters uh, today uh, for the ones that are healthy. So that's, again, just to add a little bit more mix, uh, but every little edge helps. Okay, um, game three, Chicago Bulls at the Orlando Magic. Magic are five-point favorite. It's a 206.5 total. Uh, Orlando implied 106 um, and uh, Chicago 101. So I apologize. The second, uh, the Pacers Raptors are second uh, lowest. I looked ahead uh, beyond this game. So we have the two lowest in a row here. Uh, by far, the Magic won 206 and a half. Both teams, you know, aren't playing fast. Orlando plays super slow. Um, and another game where you've got a couple of 
uh, guys like Levine and stuff that are uh, questionable. So not a game I would focus on. Uh, pace of play is slow here. You've got 22 teams playing. Uh, you know, if you want to target one specific guy here, go for it. But I wouldn't even know what guy to recommend. Uh, Carter's even dinged up a little bit on the bull side. I mean, Vuk, maybe, uh, but uh, not crazy about this game. It's more than likely going to be a pass for me. All right, game four, we've got the Washington Wizards at the New York Knicks. Uh, two teams that don't know how to spell the word defense. Second highest total on the board at 227 and a half. Um, the New York Knickerbockers are a three and a half point favorite. Well, I don't remember saying the Knicks have been favored in any game this year, um, but they are. They have a 115 and a half implied and the Wizards 112. Um, you know, everybody's been targeting uh, players against the Wizards. They can't defend a lick. Um, but, you know, the question is, who do you go to on the Knicks side? We know Morris is uh, doubtful. So I guess, you know, if you want to dial up Knicks here, Alfred Payton has won the point guard uh, job. I certainly like him going up against Isaiah. He may make some of my lineups at a reasonable uh, salary. And you have R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle certainly are good options. Uh, you know, against a, a Wizards team, again, that just doesn't defend. Uh, on the Wizards side, Bradley Beal is always capable of throwing up, you know, 40, 50 real points. Uh, this game, you know, playing in Madison Square, uh, you know, usually gets guys fired up. And I think Beal would be a, a terrific play uh, back on the other side. Uh, with Bertans out um, and Wagner out, you know, you're, you're talking about maybe Mahinmi, uh, the new guy, AP, is going to be getting some play. Hashimura is still out, too. So they're, they are so dinged up. Uh, you know, Beal, Isaiah Thomas, or Isaiah's out, too, because of the suspension. I take that back. So it's Ish Smith that will be guarding Peyton, uh, which isn't that much better. He's not good defensively. But uh, I'll tell you, I, this, this looks like a stackable game to me. I could easily play um, Peyton and either Randall or Barrett and then come back on the other side with Beal and Ish Smith, a Troy Brown. I think, uh, I think there's some good plays in this game. It's a high total. They're going to get it up and down. Both teams are going to be extremely, uh, you know, uh, Washington's going to be extremely shorthanded. And the Knicks are not going to be at full strength either with Morris out. So circle that game, man. That might be the one. Um, I'm sure it'll get a lot of attention. But it's such a crappy game with two horrible teams. Uh, maybe we can sneak a little uh, game stack in there and cause some trouble. Okay, uh, next game, another 7 o'clock game. So we've got five of them. It's the Atlanta Hawks at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Another uh championship matchup uh good lord uh the Cavs are favorite by one and a half so you got the Cavs and the Knicks favorite uh good lord what could go wrong um so that should be interesting and the total is the uh second highest uh I missed this one just changed it, I've got the the board up where the the price the uh the actual numbers are changing. So I'm not 
stupid. It's just that they're moving by a half a point and a point. Now this is the second highest game at 229.5. Cleveland's 115.5 implied total, Atlanta 114. Uh, certainly stackable. Got to see the news here. Uh, Trey Young uh, should be a lock and load in all lineups. Cleveland has the worst defensive backcourt in the league, flat out. So I don't know how you don't, you know, even Kevin Herter is probably a fantastic play. Uh, I may start with both of those guys. You know, I may not get past. I may just stack the Washington Knicks and Hawks Cavs game with just about everybody that I can and just move on down the road. Because I love, you know, I love Herter and and Smith, or I'm sorry, uh, Trey Young. And on the Cleveland side, I think, you know, you've got to consider Kevin Love. They're still showcasing him for a possible trade. So he's a great guy uh, uh, to to go after. And, uh, you know, they're having some guys step up. You just have to choose, you know, which guy you feel is going to get hot, uh, you know, the guy that's been absolutely white hot has been Jordan Clarkson. Uh, he's he's probably the best uh, guy to go with here. He comes off the bench, but he has been showcased as well because there's rumor they're looking to trade him. So uh, definitely stackable game. I specifically like the guards in this game. And uh, you're going to need some of these guys, I think, to have a winning lineup. Okay, for a uh, 7.30 game, we have the Utah Jazz at the Miami Heat. This is where you slam on the brakes. A uh, little baby 212 total, 108 for the Heat, 104 for the Jazz. Both teams play outstanding defense. Um, you know, the pace should be slow. Heat are only favored by four and a half. So Vegas is expecting in a game to stay close. Um you know, you got Gobert against Bam inside, two excellent players, but I hate to target against either one of them. They both defend so well. Um, you know, there's still guys banged up and missing with Winslow out. Uh, Dragic is back, so that muddies the waters there a little bit with Kendrick Nunn. Uh, you gotta, you got to like Jimmy Butler in this spot. He should do very well. Uh, I would not go Donovan Mitchell just because – uh, Butler locks everybody down. So, you know, a Butler play here makes sense. Um, you know, and if you're, if you're looking for a value guy that could fill it up, you know, Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, those guys are all capable of getting uh, super hot. Uh, and that's really about it for that game. So a um, couple things here before we go to the next game. Again, want to thank our, our sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Thank you for being a partner with hoop-ball.com. Um, please go to hoop-ball.com for information. Click on forums. Click on DFS thread. Miles and Andy at our home base are going to be posting stuff all through this week. Through the holidays, you'll get player news, trends, lines, you name it. The, the stuff will be posted right there in our forums. Um, go, uh, on Twitter is what, you know, definitely somewhere you want to jump on go at hoopball fantasy is the feed that everything goes into from hoopball. So there's constant updates, player news, blurbs, uh, you know, never ending throughout the day and night there. And then if you want to 
uh, dial up one of our four DFS pros. I'm at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I, and we have at M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A for Mike. Andrew is at Language Olympic, and Miles is at Miles6565. And uh, so, you know, click on there, follow the news. Uh, if there's ever been a night to follow the news, this is the afternoon and night to follow the news because it's going to shift and change the entire slate uh, step by step. So super important to do that. And then, uh, you know, we're getting close to the Christmas season here. Uh, and, you know, we just we're very thankful for all the listeners and uh, just the increased popularity of the show has sort of blown us all away. But uh, you can catch us every day. We're seven days a week. Uh, obviously, there won't be a show for Christmas Eve tomorrow because there aren't any games. But we've covered covered every single slate since FIBA this summer. We've been there for every preseason and regular season, and we'll be there through the postseason. So we are the most thorough uh, and free, only free, and NBA DFS seven-day-a-week uh, coverage on podcasts. And we're proud of that. Uh, you know, there's some others out there. Uh, none, I feel, that, that have four pros that are breaking down games like this. Uh, there are some great ones out there, but they're behind paywalls and et cetera. And, uh, you know, thanks to hoop-ball.com and Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company, we're able to continue to bring this uh, to you free every day. And uh, we're going to continue to grow it. So when you know, when you listen to us, you can listen to us, like I say, seven days a week on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, or YouTube, and anywhere else podcasts are found. Uh, it means a lot to us if you take that 15 to 30 seconds, rate, review, subscribe, five stars, likes, positive reviews, thumbs up, a couple of words, anything that's uh, going to help us grow the show, reach out uh to some, some sponsors to help us uh, even get a, a, a bigger, uh, broader band of, of uh, listeners because uh, we want to grow this. We're, we're excited about it. Uh, we love the direction things are going. And so we really appreci appreciate each one of you, uh, especially during this Christmas uh, season. So uh, outstanding. All right, let's dive in. Again, I said I'm going to try to keep it shorter today. So we can get that final Christmas shopping and everything else done and then start monitoring the news. Eight o'clock game uh, Eastern time Spurs Grizzlies should be a close one. Spurs are one and a half point favorite has a 227 total, which is pretty high. Uh, 114 and a half for the Spurs, 113 for the Grizz uh, could be a very competitive game. It's always hard figuring out who the heck. Uh, Pop's going to play or who he's going to focus on. Um, I like DeJounte Murray in this game, though. I don't uh, think Jaw plays very good defense yet. He's sort of in the Trey Young mold a little bit defensively as a youngster. So I think Murray's been, you know, really increasing, increasing. And I, I you know, even though they use 9 million guys, I know Mills is going to be in there and Forbes and, and, uh, on and on. I mean, white, you name it. But uh, I like Murray in this game. I think, uh, you know, he could put some some numbers up. And 
uh, don't like Jaw because I do like I respect Murray's defense. But I think you can dial up, you know, some Grizzlies here. Uh, Joe Val, if he plays, he's a questionable one as well. Uh, you know, could be effective. Um, you've always got the option with Triple J and Clark. Um, you know, they, they've had uh, taken turns having some decent games uh, recently. And then, you know, the Spurs, certainly, uh, if, if uh, the mood is right, you can hit on with, uh, hit it with DeRozan or with uh, Aldridge. But, uh, you know, look at that, study it out. It is a 227 total. So there are going to be some winning plays in this game. Uh, and it's going to, should be a very close game. So, you know, this one needs to be dissected a little bit further. Uh, I think I start with, uh, with Murray from the Spurs and move from there, uh, and try to find one more guy to pair him up with. Okay. Nine, nine o'clock game, Denver Nuggets at Phoenix Suns. Nuggets, uh, minus three and a half, 217 and a half total, uh, 110 and a half Denver. Implied total and 107 for Phoenix. Again, you know, we got to watch and see who's out, who's in. Um, you know, we've had some inconsistent play from both of these teams. <clears throat> I would expect Baines to get the majority of the minutes against Jokic uh, because, uh, you know, eight is still out. So the two bigs should both. Uh, get solid minutes. They're certainly in play on both sides. Um, Jamal Murray shot the ball terribly in his last game. You know, he's such a streak shooter. If he can get hot, he's a good play. Um, same thing with Devin Booker and very similar uh, on the other side of the ball. Uh, you know, there's both of these teams are known for their periphery guys. Everybody likes to dial up an Oubre or a Will Barton. And those guys certainly are all in play. Their prices have drifted up from value to sort of mid-level pricing. So you got to be very picky uh, and, and get those guys in the right spot. So certainly a lot of guys in play here. I think some of the injury news is going to be uh, sort of the determinant of, of who, who you can uh, dial up and, and who to sit. Okay, three games remaining, uh, three late games. We have a 10 o'clock. Uh, Eastern Houston Rockets at the Sacramento Kings. Rockets are a six-point road favorite. Uh, this is the highest total now. Uh, two, it's tied. The other one moved. There's two games, 230 each. Rockets-Kings are 230 over under, 118 for the Rockets, 112 for the Kings. Um, you know, how did, Harden is Harden, so, you know, you certainly have to have him high on your list as an option against uh, a Kings defense that is not exactly a shutdown defense. Um, you know, Westbrook has been terrific as well. Uh, he rested the game before last, so they should both be ready to go. Um, Capella certainly in play. Um, and, you know, Bagley's back for the Kings, but splitting time. And, you know, in a tremendous uh, up-paced game for the Kings, the Rockets are playing one of the faster paces in the league. Uh, you know, it brings guys, if they're going to play enough minutes, like uh, Fox and Heald uh, in play. Bogdanovich is very questionable, maybe even leaning towards doubtful. 
Uh, so, you know, you can even look at, in that scenario at a, at a Barnes. Uh, uh, he's also in play there. But, you know, on the Rocket side, I wouldn't stack. Sacramento is playing at the second slowest pace in the league. Uh, so, you know, they're slowing it down. They're going to try to make this a half-court game. Even though with Fox coming back, they should speed up a little bit. But for some reason, uh, Coach Walton took over a team that was the second fastest in the league uh, last year and has decided they're going to play a half-court defensive game, even though they've got these gunners, you know, like Fox and Hield. And I'm not sure what he's doing there, but... Uh, you know, it makes makes you not really want to play those guys. Everybody always plays House and P.J. Tucker and Macklemore. I'm not going for any of those guys today because I don't think you have to on a giant slate like this. You know, uh, pick a couple of the key guys here, uh, maybe a hard nor Westbrook, um, you know, maybe come back on the other side uh, with a Hild or Barnes, uh, you know, on uh, from that side. But it is... 230 over-under is going to be a lot of points. They're going to be up and down. So it's a game you definitely have to have on the radar. All right, two games left. The other highest uh, point total on the board, the Pelicans at the Trailblazers. Sounds like a ton of scoring, 230 as well. Um, the Trailblazers are a six-point favorite. So you got a 118 uh, Portland implied total, 112 for the Pelicans. Again, you know, check out the news. I know, I believe Carmelo is very questionable. He missed the last game. I think, you know, with Carmelo out, especially because he does uh, demand the ball and take a lot of shots, you know, you immediately have to look to Lillard McCollum as both options, uh, you know, one one or the other. I would assume uh, Lillard's going to get Drew Holiday defense, which is uh, their best backcourt defender. So, you know, it may be something to lean uh, more towards McCollum and he's cheaper. But, uh, you know, backcourts have been scoring like crazy on the Pelicans this year. So I wouldn't be afraid uh, with Lillard either. Um, Whiteside is certainly in play. He's been an absolute consistent monster. And I never thought I'd say that about Whiteside. He used to be sit a game, you know, eight blocks. And then next game, two points, four fouls. Next game, 20 points, five blocks. I mean, it was like playing uh, the roulette wheel when you, you played him. But to his credit, man, he has been super consistent. He's put up some really big fantasy numbers. And, you know, I think he's in play here. Uh, the Pelicans are pretty much rotating between uh, Favors and, uh, you know, and the rookie Jackson Hayes. Uh, they're both getting uh, quite a few minutes, and at times they'll play a little Okafor or Melly there as well. So they're a little unsettled in that position. Uh, and, you know, as much as I, I get nervous to recommend Whiteside, he's certainly a good play here. Um, and on the New Orleans side, um, we know that, you know, as good as Portland scores, they don't defend very well, uh, which puts Holiday in play on that side of the ball. Um, and then there's some secondary guys there that have been doing very well lately. Uh, uh, jo uh, Josh Hart uh, has been good, really good. Lonzo Ball's a possible play. And then, you know, the stud there is Ingram. I've been dialing him up 
Uh, I think I've played him just about more than anybody this season, and he very seldom lets me down. I mean, he that dude can score. So definitely love this game as well. I mean, this, uh, you know, for me right now, I, I'm, I'm loving the Wizards, Knicks, Hawks, Cavs, and uh, Pelicans, Trailblazers is my three favorite games. Um, so many guys to choose from here. I think what I'll do is, is crunch down and build one cash lineup that I feel very comfortable with. And I'll probably spin the wheel because there's so many good options here and uh, put uh, four or five different GPP lineups together uh, and, and enter a few of those uh, good contests. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, the last game is a 10.30 game, starts 30 minutes later, so it qualifies as a late-night hammer game, um, and it should be interesting. It is the Minnesota Timberwolves at the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Timberwolves are a point-and-a-half road favorite, which isn't surprising since the Warriors have played so poorly. But that line suggests to me that Cat won't play. Um, I can't imagine they wouldn't be more of a favorite than that if Cat, uh, even though he's listed as questionable, uh, that's certainly Vegas is thinking he's not going to play. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. And if he doesn't, you know, you've got to immediately look uh, at Wiggins. I mean, he almost has to be a plug-and-play against the Warriors that aren't defending. Um, and, uh, you know, guys like Jeff Teague, Rocco, uh, you know, Jing had a fantastic game in Cat's uh, back and Cat up 36 minutes, put up big numbers, and he's still cheap. So there's another option if, you know, you're not going to probably have the, the Cat news, so it's going to be a huge gamble but it's, it's an option for you. Uh, and on the Warrior side, you know, you've got D'Angelo, uh, Russell, and, and uh, it's certainly very playable. Um, I, I wouldn't recommend Draymond. He's looked very disinterested. He'll throw up a triple-double and then do much, not much of anything. I know Pascal is questionable in this game. So, you know, there's a few guys you can mess around with here. Uh that uh, may be in play, uh, that uh, and some is going to be dependent on news that you probably won't have. So uh, could be a great late-night hammer game, though. Uh, certainly some playable guys. I can see myself uh, definitely putting Wiggins in there and then maybe following up uh, with even an Alec Burks or uh, someone of that nature. I don't know if I want to spend up for D'Angelo with all these great choices. So... All right, I am. What I'm going to do is go back to this, and this gives me. It's 1:08 p.m., and this gives me the most updated information on the injury. So I'll read them off one last time before I click out. Uh, maybe this will help. Uh, first of all, rather than repeating myself, the the questionable guys that are 50-50 are Cat, Joel Embiid, Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, Blake Griffin, Bogdanovich from Sacramento, Valachunas, Carmelo Anthony, Glenn Robinson III, Taj Gibson, Bruce Brown now for Detroit. Good Lord, the ball boy is going to have to play. They don't have any players left. Um, man, is that you're going to have to play that game. There's just there's guys that are going to play 
45 minutes. Um, let's see, we know that one. Sabonis is still questionable. Ricky Rubio still questionable. Uh, we know Joel Embiid, Carmelo Anthony. Uh, I think I repeated that one. And then Larry Nance Jr. still in that category, as well as Eric Paschal. So that's a ton of news there. The, the uh, doubtful guys we know don't expect to see Marcus Morris or Stanley Johnson. If you play Stanley Johnson, you're in trouble anyway. And then again, just as a reinforcement, the guys that are already rolled out, uh, you know that we, we don't have Luke Kennard now. He's completely ruled out. Uh, we do not have... Um, Evan Turner, Isaiah Thomas, DeAndre Ayton, and um, Davis Bertans, Matisse Thibel, Justice Winslow, Michael Carter-Williams, Moritz Wagner. So th these are all up to the minute, and we're going to try to get this show posted here within the next 15, 20 minutes. So a lot to think about, guys. Uh, I, the toughest and more confusing uh, slate that we've had this year, but the one that has the most potential winnings. Find those spots that all the guys, you know, got a bunch of guys out all over the place and just load the heck up on the Drummonds of the world and those guys that are going to be some of the only options out on the floor. So fantastic and enjoyed it. And uh, we'll have no uh, Christmas Eve show. Uh, because there's no games. So I would like to wish everybody out there, again, a, a very happy and blessed Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever, all the different politically correct holidays that everybody uh, celebrates. Uh, you know, hopefully they're all go well for all of you and all of your families. And, and for all of us at hoop-ball.com, for our pros, Mike, Andrew, Miles, uh, for Miles and Andy uh, back at the home office and and for uh, Dan Bespris and Brew and just the whole crew. We just we thank you. We appreciate you. And uh, we wouldn't be out here uh, getting this done if it wasn't uh, for all you guys. So have a great one. Uh, if you're in the north, stay warm. If you're in the south like me, it's going to be 72 on Christmas and sunny. I love it. Uh, uh, have a great one, guys, and, and enjoy it. And, uh, and we'll talk to you again here uh, very soon. So thank you for joining us for Hoopball NBA DFS Today podcast. I'm Coach. We'll catch you again on not tomorrow, but the day after as we look to crush it in NBA DFS. Thanks and have a good one. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.